This is episode 398. Can you heal your past without feeling it or reliving it with Susie? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show or welcome to the show if you're new. I'm so happy that we're continuing to grow this community and more and more listeners and subscribers are coming in. And for those of you who've been with me through the years, I think I started this podcast in 2015, maybe 2016. Anyway, it's been a while. I'm just always happy to have you here. Today's topic is such an important one because we talk a lot on this show about healing, about feeling, about our past But I want to make a really big distinction that I've made before, which is you can heal your past, and I actually prefer you to heal your past without going back and reliving it. That said, you still need to feel. You can't just talk about your past. And this is going to make a whole lot more sense after you listen to my coaching call with Susie. And for those of you who really want to jumpstart and want to go deeper in your own healing, maybe feel like you need some support or assistance accessing parts of you that you're a little scared to access, I highly encourage you to come to my women's retreat. Sorry, this one's just for the ladies, gentlemen. It is October 13th through 15th in San Diego this year. We are in early bird pricing right now, so you save yourself a lot of money if you apply now and register now, plus it gives you lots of time to plan. This retreat is epic. This retreat is life-changing. I've had people come back three times because they get so much from it every single time. And if you are like Susie, where you know there's things from your past that you haven't quite dealt with and you feel a little scared to deal with them and you don't know where to start, or you've been in therapy for years and years and years and things just aren't shifting the way you want, you really feel like you just need a catalyst to, to come in and really break you through the other side. If you want to heal your sister wound, which is your wound with other women, or you just want to get away for the weekend and focus just on you and go deeper in your own consciousness and spirituality and make some lifelong friends and hang out with me, then this retreat is for you. Go to christinehassler.com slash signature retreat for all the information there. As you're listening to this call, consider Do you have trouble accessing feelings from your past? You can talk about your past, but there's literally no emotion there. Are you finding that you do have emotion in your current day situations? Like you do get triggered in your relationships or with things that are happening in the present day and you don't quite know what to do with those triggers. Were you emotionally abandoned by your parents? Maybe they were physically there, but they didn't really meet your emotional need. And finally, do you have trouble accessing your inner child? Maybe you've heard me do it on the show with people. You've heard other people do it, but you just can't seem to get there yourself. We'll keep all those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Susie. And I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor purifiers. It is a purifier that I have in my daughter's room, so... And that tells you how much I love it and trust it because I know that clean air is one of the fastest and easiest ways we can have a positive impact on our health. And I also know that indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. So we got to clean up our indoor air. 
That's why I really love Air Doctor purifiers. They filter out 99.99 tested bacteria and viruses. And the classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 plus square foot room four times an hour. And the new Air Doctor 2000 is the first affordable purifier that not only removes virtually 100% of airborne particles, but also the vast majority of toxic ozone, volatile organic compounds, and gas in indoor environment. Essentially, it's a smaller but very powerful Air Doctor. So Americans spend 90%, oh, that's so sad, of our time indoors, according to the EPA. And indoor air, like I said, can be two to five times more polluted. So with Air Doctor, you are clean up the quality of your air. And I love that they're quiet. They're quiet and they can go totally dark because, you know, a lot of air filters, they have lights and can't put them in your bedroom and it's perfect. So like I said, this is the air purifier I picked. I really feel like it makes me feel confident that I'm filtering out everything I can in Athena's room to give her the most pristine environment she can have as her little lungs and brain and body develops. Another thing you'll love and I love about Air Doctor is it comes with a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go ahead and head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code over it. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off, which is a big discount. That's up to 35% off only if you go to airdoctorpro.com, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code over it. And now on to my coaching call with Susie. Susie, welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, I was thinking about some sessions I've had with my therapist. I've had a number where we've been exploring my past relationships and some trauma from my past. And I feel like I understand everything that's happened, but I'm having trouble just getting in touch with any emotion associated with that. And I was talking to another therapist friend and she was saying that it's important for me to be able to feel about those situations in order to heal. Mm. And so I'm just not really sure because I know when I can kind of see how some of that trauma affects my current relationships and and those I have emotion, but I don't have any emotions. I don't feel anything when I talk about my past. It's okay. just factual. Okay. So give, give me an example of what you do have emotion about. Well, like with my husband, we have very different personalities and he gets very frozen and quiet when there's conflict. And so in those situations, I feel really abandoned and and dismissed. And, you know, even though I know that he's not doing that to me, that's what I feel. And I feel that's like coming up because of stuff from the past. Okay. So... Feeling abandoned and dismissed, those aren't really feeling words. If you could attach a feeling word to that, what would it be? Do you feel sad? Do you feel scared? Do you feel shame? Yeah, I feel sad mm-hmm. and lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel alone. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what does that remind you of from your childhood? Well, I felt alone all the time. I mean, my parents met my physical needs, mm-hmm. but none of my emotional needs. Yeah. And and there was some abuse on my dad's side. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I just never felt listened to. My feelings weren't taken seriously. I was told to, you know, yeah. pretty much 
just stop feeling what I was feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I tried like twice in my life and then I learned, okay, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you mean you tried twice in your life? I tried to share my feelings. Tell me about those times. With my mom. Um, one time was when I was a teenager and there was a boy over that I was interested in and my mom was making lunch for us and she kind of took over that time and she talked with him the entire time and I didn't really get to, to interact with him at all. And so I was really upset about that. So I was trying to tell her, try to share with her how I felt and she just told me I was stupid and, and just you know, just made me cry. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I left, you know, that was the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And later she tried to, you know, try to show that she was sorry and she didn't really directly talk about it, but she tried to show by you know, making me some food, you know, saying that she loved me and, but it wasn't what I considered a, re- a repair really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the last time. And I just decided, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, obviously it makes sense why you don't want to feel when it comes to your past. It hasn't gone well. But in those moments where you feel lonely and sad because your husband is withdrawing, that that is your past. Those feelings are familiar. So I don't, I don't agree that you're not feeling, maybe you can talk about it and tell stories with some dissociation because that's how you protect yourself. But that feeling from your husband, it feels so intense and it's so triggering because it reminds you of times you felt emotionally abandoned by your parents. So you are feeling your past. You're just thinking it's because of the present. Okay. So I don't need to go back over those situations and heal from those there. I can do that in the present. Well, we can do all our healing in the present, but it does. So my whole view on healing and what stops us from going back is that we think we have to relive the events and go through the trauma and the pain again. But what we don't understand or we don't realize is that we're doing that anyway. Like the feeling that you're getting, the example you gave me, can you see how it's very similar to how you felt as a child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're already doing it. <laughs> you're, you're, already, mm-hmm. you're already feeling the feelings from the past. You just think it's only because of a present trigger, but it's not. So what we do is when we have those feelings in the present, we give ourselves in that moment what we didn't get at the time in the past. So using the example from your mother, making the dinner wasn't the repair that you wanted. What did you want? I want her to acknowledge my feelings and, you know, apologize for calling me stupid. Yeah. 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 So in the moment where your husband withdraws and you're feeling like your sense is that you're being abandoned and you're feeling sad and you're feeling lonely. So can you take yourself to that feeling for a moment? 
Can you just close your eyes and take yourself to that feeling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just see if there's anything else you're feeling. Just use I feel and fill in the blanks. I feel alone. I feel unimportant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hopeless. Hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. Hopeless is a big, scary feeling because it kind of feels like you're drowning. Yeah. 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 And this feeling reminds me of, or this reminds me of? This reminds me of how I felt with my mom and Mm -hmm. my parents and just not being able to express things or having it received Mm -hmm. Um, and being told I should feel something else. And what I really want and wanted and what I really need and needed is what I really needed was to be listened to and Mm -hmm. to be affirmed for just who I was and how I felt and to not be met with defensiveness or Mm -hmm. or accusations Mm -hmm. Um, just to be accepted Mm -hmm. so I want you to imagine that young girl in front of you right now The one who really felt um, just emotionally abandoned by her mother, not heard, not acknowledged, not respected. Can you visualize her in front of you right now? Yeah. What would you want to say to her that would be really healing and really comforting? I want to know that I see her. Mm-hmm. I know what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's okay to tell me that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be afraid to see how she feels. Mm-hmm. And that you're really sorry your mom did that. That wasn't okay. Like really acknowledging her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I did mm-hmm. yeah, you really needed someone to be there. And then ask her if there's anything she needs from you in this moment or anything she needs you to do in terms of this current situation with the husband? What would be her requests, and what does she need from you? What do you need from me? She just wants me to be there. Okay, can you ask her specifically how? To just sit with me. Mm. Okay, so let me me be sad. Mm -hmm. Don't rush me through my feelings. Mm. 
I love how clear her request is. It's beautiful. So just in your mind's eye and your visualization, can you just take her to a comfy couch or maybe a bench swing or the grass or wherever feels cozy in front of a fire and just sit with her and just let yourself feel, let her feel. And just notice in this moment that it's safe to feel that it's healthy. What? I was going to say that's what she said, is that she's never felt safe before. Yeah. Well, right now she is. She's safe. Her feelings are safe. Her feelings are valid. And her feelings deserve the time and love and care that she's wanting. And she deserves someone, that person being you right now, to just sit with her while she's feeling. Not try to fix it, definitely not judge it, but just be. Just love her through it. I feel really good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just curious if she has any wisdom or if she has any requests in terms of what she'd like you to do in a situation where you're feeling abandoned by your husband. What will be her request? Because as a kid, even a teenager, we don't really have both the life experience and the consciousness to handle ourselves like we do when we're adults. And sometimes in our adult relationships, because of our triggers, we are acting more like children than capable adults. And so the inner child doesn't feel safe. So I'd like you to ask her if she has any requests in terms of how she'd like you to handle those situations where you're feeling abandoned and rejected. Is there any requests or anything she'd like you to do specifically with husband? Yeah, she, um, she said that that he's trustworthy and that I can I can do the same thing with him. Mm. But I have to tell him. Mm-hmm. I have to tell him just my feelings and and trust him with that. Mm-hmm. So she's helping you realize he's not mom, he's not dad. Yeah, and she wants you to go and say, "Hey." I have some feelings about some things and I'd like to talk to you about them. Are you willing to hear me? Would that feel good to her if you did that? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Check in and see if there's anything else she'd like to share with you. She says that there's um, 
there are many people in my life now who can who can also do that for me. Mm. Mm. She's very wise. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to say to her? Oh, thank you. I just want to say thank you for, for your words, for seeing my life. Hmm. and then I just want you to make a commitment that you'll keep checking in with her and anything else that you feel like you want to say before you come fully back to the present with me just so she doesn't feel abandoned because whenever we talk to a younger part of ourselves we want to make sure that we complete it with really making sure they've said everything they want to say, placing them in our mind's eye in a safe place, like their favorite bedroom or park or whatever, or an imaginary place, and then making the commitment that we'll come back and check in on them. I will. I will come back and check in on you, see how you're doing. And, um, yeah, Hmm. I will do that. And remind me if I forget. Mm -hmm. She's happy. Okay, good. Take a nice deep breath. Just notice what's present now. I'm just really amazed because I've, you know, I've seen you do this for people, and I, and I would try to talk to her at those times, and I would never get anything. Mm-hmm. I was just really surprised that she had so much to say and it was just right there. Um, I just thought it would be hard to reach her. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And your feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you can do it. Yeah. And see how we didn't have to go digging, digging, digging? Yeah. We just used a current situation that was eliciting feeling to go back and see what was reminding you of. And just with compassion, not with the intention of we got to go in and fix this and heal it. And you've got to feel it, Susie. Otherwise, you're never going to be better. We just went in with so much love and so much compassion. And, and you felt a sense of safety to feel the feelings. So they're there. And this is how you heal. It's not about rehashing the past. It's about giving ourselves now what we didn't have then. Meaning giving ourselves the freedom to express the compassion, the really inquiring and honoring our needs that we didn't have then. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So you do have emotion about your past. And, and, you know, we used an example that was a really good one. And there's the abuse and probably other trauma that is there. And because you've had to survive, dissociation has been the way that you've coped with it. 
it's very, very common, Susie, for people to be able to talk about their past trauma with no emotion. It's a, it's a coping strategy. So you, you opened a huge door, a beautiful door, not like a Pandora's box kind of door, like a beautiful door of opportunity to see that you can hold yourself through your feelings because what keeps us dissociated, you know, trauma is too much, too fast, too soon. It's too intense. So we're afraid that if we feel that flood of too much, too fast, too soon is going to come back. So I respect and honor everyone's process and, you know, people need to be dissociated for as long as they need to be dissociated. And it's just a, a journey. And so this door that you open today my hope is that, and my, my feeling is that when triggers come up, you'll have a reference point to go, okay, what is this reminding me of? I can go back and I don't have to relive my abuse. It's more seeing that little girl who was abused and saying, I'm here. What do you want to say? What do you need in this moment? How are you feeling? that little girl may say, stop it. I don't like this. I don't know what I did wrong. This hurts. I don't understand. Don't you love me? She might have all, and she might be feeling confused and shameful and sad and all of that. So it's about giving ourselves a voice, giving ourselves freedom to express and giving ourselves the compassion and nurturing and meeting the needs that didn't get met at the time. It's not about reliving the experience. Yeah. I've been kind of afraid to relive the stuff with my dad. Of course you have. And there's no reason to. There's no reason to. But what happens with trauma is we get fragmented. So there's a part of you that's still stuck in the trauma. So talking with the inner child is about bringing that inner child back into our current timeline. Defragmenting ourselves. And can you see how you feel like more whole after this experience today? Like you feel more connected to that part of you. She doesn't feel so far away. Yeah. 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 She feels really close. Oh, I love that. She is. So are the other parts. They're there. Just waiting for you in your time when you're ready to be there for them. Because again, there's the abuse and there's the emotional abandonment of your parents. And so your inner child is just wanting you, it's wanting not to feel abandoned and is wanting to feel safe. And I saw you do it beautifully today. You can do that. Yeah, I think I can. I know you can. Yeah, thank you. No. Any questions? Um, no, I think that's... <laughs> that's really good I just I didn't expect so much but um, yeah, I'm grateful thank you wow well it's my honor and when we're open and willing you know sometimes we're, we're surprised at what can come through a suggestion I'd have when we hang up is just, just to get a journal or a piece of paper or even in your phone you could voice message it um, or voice record it just I, I learned and just write what you learned I feel and just write what you feel. And then, um, you know, what I'm going to do moving forward is, so you write, I learned what you feel and just what you're going to do moving forward or anything you want to kind of remember and take with you to, to capture this. How often would you say I should 
I should check back in. Well, I think checking in with our younger self is a daily practice, but it's really good to check in anytime we're triggered and going, Ooh, what am I feeling? What is this reminding me of? Where am I? How old am I? Now what's happening inside of me right now? But, you know, I keep a picture of myself as a little girl on my phone and, and, um, in my journal and I look at it every day and check in with her. So I think it's helpful as a daily practice. It can be short. It doesn't have to be super long, but it's, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. What age um, of a child do you have a child? It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel really connected to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I have, I have very few baby pictures, and when I look at them, I don't have any memory of that time. Most of us don't. Most of us don't. But you know what? You might not feel connected because you've been dissociated as a survival strategy. Get some pictures from different times and just give it some time. Give it some time. No pressure here, Susie. This is, this can be a gentle process and you are healing. So I want you to, to let go of any, Thing, anything anyone said or that you said to yourself about you're not going to heal unless XYZ. You are healing. It's in process. It's happening. So much has happened. So much has healed. It's important you acknowledge yourself for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anything else? Okay. Um, um, no, I think that's good. <laughs> I have enough to work with, and I'll, I'll write those things down and you know, keep checking in on her. You did beautiful work today. Really, really beautiful work. I'm very, very proud of you, and I hope you're very proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> <laughs> surprised um. and pride. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Take good care of yourself. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Susie, for trusting me to feel. I'm so touched by the experience we got to share on that coaching call. And I feel honored that I was able to hold a space where you could go and feel. Because I know that when anyone says, well, I don't feel anything about my past, what's really happening is there's a dissociation there. And we do that. We have to do that. We have to do that. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us not vulnerable. It doesn't make us not emotionally intelligent. It is what we do to survive. So we need to have compassion for our dissociation because it is a coping strategy. And honestly, one of the best, it's the only way we can survive trauma. Truly, it's the only way. And there comes a time when all the dissociation starts to add up and we can kind of start to feel dead inside. And so it's important that we not go back, like I said in the intro, and like I said to Susie so many times in the show, not go back and relive our trauma, but use current day triggers to ask ourselves, okay, what is this triggering inside of me? What is this reminding me of? And give ourselves the permission to feel and express 
all the feelings we didn't get to express and state our needs and make our requests. That is how we heal. That's how we do the repair, not by reliving the trauma. And so for any of you that are a little scared to deal with your past because you're scared of the trauma, one, you can always do it with a qualified practitioner. That's one way. You can join me at my retreat. That's another way. And you can do it like we did with Susie. Use something in our present day. Go back and just be with that younger part and reparent ourselves. Now, the other thing that's always available to you, even though we're not teaching it live right now, but the recorded is just as powerful, is my inner child workshop that I teach with my husband, Steph. Go to christinehasser.com slash inner child, and you can get access to our three-day workshop on getting to know and heal and working with your inner child. So if you really resonated with today's work, that's another great resource to take advantage of. A couple other things I want to say about the work that Susie did today. Notice it was compassionate. It was gentle. It was slow. There was no forcing of the feeling. It was riding a feeling back in time. That's my favorite way to do emotional processing work, riding a feeling back in time. That's why at my workshops and at my retreat, when we do emotional release, we never just do catharsis. Like I never will do anger work where I just have people start screaming and hitting things with no riding feelings back in time, with no context. That to me is just straight up catharsis. It's not emotional processing. It's not healing trauma. It's not closing the loop. And honestly, it's not that great for our nervous system. You know, rage rooms and those kinds of things can feel great and we can get a lot out and they're helpful and they're definitely a release, especially if we have trouble accessing those emotions. But riding a current trigger, current feeling back in time and seeing where we end up is one of the most useful ways to heal. And you saw in the episode, you know, you heard someone that said right from the get-go, I don't feel anything about my past. And five, 10 minutes later, tears were coming up about her past. So it's there. It's in you. I know it can feel scary. So be gentle with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Get yourself the support you need and know that you have all the resources inside to heal. You are healing and there's nothing that's not healable. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 